0: Welcome to Friend Fire. I am your host for this week, Jack Harrington. And wow, it is, it's the end of the year. Woo! Wow, okay. And with me at this end of the year podcast is our standard lineup, our T.J. Van Toll. Hey, everybody. And Paige Niederinghouse.
1: Hello, hello.
0: Cool. And with the end of the year, we're going to do some predictions. We're going to talk about what we think is going to happen in 2024. Yes. On Tech Stuff. Because there could be a lot of other weird stuff going on, but tech stuff, <laughs> we'll just do that. We'll just keep yeah, it in the box.
2: We're sticking away from lottery numbers, from sports, <laughs> Politics, sports predictions, you know, yeah. cultural
1: trends, yeah. We can yeah, astrology,
0: the lions, like I
1: guess.
2: <laughs> but we do have
0: a little bit of news, so let's do, let's do one, one piece of news before we get into it. Paige, you want to do this?
1: Uh, Sure. So, earlier this week, it was announced that the Figma and Adobe merger, which has been going on for a little bit over a year now, was actually uh, over. It fell through. (laughs) Adobe will not be acquiring Figma, even after the big rollouts, the announcements, the sunsetting of Adobe XD. Uh, And I believe, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, because I haven't done too much research into it, I believe that it was because... It was considered a monopoly, um, yeah. so they said that Adobe was going to be too big. It was going to have too much of the market share if it actually bought Figma, which is ostensibly its biggest competitor. So they just shut it down and said, "Adobe, you cannot buy Figma, and you also have to pay them a billion dollars." After all this hoopla, <laughs> yeah,
2: and oh, it was wow, I didn't decision. hear that. Holy. Crijoles. Yeah, there's a billion dollar termination fee that goes straight to Figma. So, Ouch. Yeah. Oh my. Okay. Uh, but it was so it wasn't an actual decision. It was more just the threat of one, essentially. Yeah, so they yeah. they did it I I mean voluntarily, but I would put that in massive air quotes. Uh, the, the gist I got is that essentially they knew this was coming and they were just getting out ahead of it and presumably al- also if you know it's not going to happen you want to start making plans accordingly because i'm sure their roadmaps had gotten quite tangled at this point because like you said this has been going on this the for the news that they were merging is not new It's no. at least six months to a oh, year yeah it's been yeah well into uh, i mean adobe canceled xd it's in maintenance mode so right it's kind of fascinating
1: yeah, so I guess they'll have to dust XD off and get the team back on it and keep keep adding new features now. Uh,
0: I just feel so bad for the people involved because I know yes. that there are folks that were like, okay, I'm financially set now. We got bought, you know, blah, 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 blah. And mm-hmm. then, you know, the thing falls through and you're like, oh man, now what do we do? You know, but I guess a yeah. billion dollars, that helps salve the wounds a little bit for sure. I don't know how that's whatever
2: yeah i would i would feel horrible if i were a figma person that was counting on a big paycheck to be coming from this yeah. i feel for those people but i think this is the right move though yeah. because i i thought like man i i quibble with some antitrust concerns in the tech world but this one seemed the most egregious that i had personally ever encountered because mm-hmm. this very much seemed to be a case of figma was had way more momentum was a totally different paradigm from anything adobe had and adobe instead of trying to beat it well i guess they did try to compete with it with xd a little bit Mm -hmm. but they couldn't and so they just opened up their wallet (laughs) and purchased them essentially to eliminate the threat
1: yeah yep so that's gonna be interesting um i i really don't know what's gonna happen i'm sure adobe (laughs) is scrambling to try and figure this out It just It seems like this should have happened so much sooner if there was going to be some kind of an antitrust lawsuit against them that they would have seen the handwriting on the wall months and months ago. Because I think I saw in at least one article headline that this has been underway for the last 12 to 15 months. So (laughs) the fact that nobody on any side at, at some point earlier on in the deal said, hey, this might Seems be an issue like, that we should yeah. maybe look into before we get too much further and pump the brakes <laughs> right? a little bit. At it's the same time,
2: you can't just like ask governments, Hey, is this a problem? Like hypothetically, you, there's no yeah. real process for doing that. Like, Hey FTC, uh, is this considered a kosher thing for us to be? Using? <laughs> so
1: <laughs> true, You, true. you
2: kind of just have to pull the trigger and see, I mean, clearly they had enough confidence internally. I, I, Adobe is, has quite a large legal staff. So
1: I'm sure. you would think
2: they had done their due diligence and had confidence that this would happen or else they wouldn't go through with it.
0: Yeah. The yeah. other thing is, I, I actually know some of the people involved, like more on the front line kind of coder folks. I was at Macromedia. Macromedia got acquired. I still know people there, blah, blah, blah. And there was there was a lot of trading of people between Adobe and Figma. And there was a lot of ex adobe
2: folks at figma
0: and so it's basically kind of like them coming home except now yeah. you're not coming home
2: anymore yeah i think it's good news for us the the just the, the consumers yes I front, think yeah probably, like the consumers yeah. the end front, front end people because figma has been a, a good thing for the ecosystem as a whole it's really mm-hmm. it's really breathed stuff so, breathed uh, breathe some life into the yeah. design world it's a new tool it's a new paradigm i enjoy using it and if it makes Adobe have to pivot to do something about it, then that's good for us. Competition, yeah,
0: absolutely, yeah. Gets yeah. Adobe go make a new product. You haven't done that <laughs> yeah. in quite a while.
2: XD two, right? <laughs> <laughs> like Agile two, yeah. <laughs> okay, we'll use Agile two to build XD. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay,
0: now releasing in twenty eighty two. Okay, shall we? shall we get on to some predictions we'll put on our oh, predicting yeah.
2: hats we should i don't have music for this but i there's some ones built in here should i just try a random one to sure, see what, right. let's, to go. See what happens? let's do it
0: yeah let's do it wow nice. oh, to, That's to the good. moon no yeah 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 like like, <laughs> like we're zooming off to the moon yep. and our predictions let's go so tj you got a prediction
2: yeah, I, mine's not super revolutionary or anything, uh, but I'm, of course, going to predict something related to AI. Yeah. And okay. my prediction is that these AIs that evaluate our whole applications will be very common in 2024. Mm-hmm. So we will be move beyond just asking a file like, hey, how do I make this loop do this? Or why do I get this compiler error? And instead we'll start using tools that will be, how can I refactor this mm-hmm. or can you, I'm having this bug in my app. Can you find what file it's in? Um, things like that. Just starting to use AI is more of a, uh, in a, in a broader sense, I should say sure. for entire app wide in art, even architectural types of tasks.
0: Well, the future is now then because you can always use source graph Cody. That's actually just got GA'd. Cody just came
2: out. GitHub is doing it. My prediction is more that this will be commonplace. Ah, Your average person will be using this. It won't be in just some trendy little tools that um, are just sort of coming out that this will be expected developer workflow type of uh, tool.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. And there's interesting security issues, right? So like the GitHub Copilot thing, if you're going to now do you have to go and like send all your code to GitHub?
1: Right. Mm. Or do you have to revoke your code from being scanned somehow? Do you have to include right? a new file or check a box to say, <laughs> don't scan this.
2: .ai, don't go here. Right, right. <laughs> That's the typical hype cycle thing though, right? It's like you start by just getting the, the hype behind it, but then you hit the the wall of like, oh, there's actual hard considerations here, especially for certain types of apps. So, I think we'll go through that cycle of hitting those problems, trying to figure them out, because there's huge money to be made. So, there's lots oh, of incentive for, sure. for the codies for the Git Pilot or Git Pilots, GitHubs. I combined <laughs> GitHub and Copilot for the GitHub Copilots, the codies.
0: Well, there's JetBrains AI, there's, there's JetBrains. UAT. Code Whisperer
1: from there's Amazon. A, 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 a code oh, yeah. Whisperer. That was yeah. an early one.
0: Ooh. Well, it, it certainly seems early because it doesn't really do all that good. So <laughs> you know, there's that. But and Tab Nine still around. Mm-hmm. So yeah, all kinds if of I, stuff.
2: Amazon's got some money. They can throw. I, if they want to throw money at Code Whisperer, I feel like they and they. I hear Could. they have some servers too that if they <laughs> needed to run it on. I think they have a few <laughs> of those laying around also.
0: Right. A few. Hooked up to a hydro dam. Okay, Paige, what's what's your prediction for 2024?
1: I predict for 2024 that we are going to have more JavaScript APIs that get built. So we had a lot of new features that got released this year. Some really cool, like, new array or non-mutating array functions. Mm -hmm. We had a lot of... Yeah, we had some really good, you know, intersection observer and mm-hmm. the uh, web tra- the animations API and transitions and things like that. So I have a prediction that it's just going to continue in 2024, and we're going to get a whole bunch more things that people want, like TypeScript type of type checking and inferences. Maybe that'll come to JavaScript in some way, shape, or form. I know they've been talking about that for a while, but but that's what I see is more. Of the stuff that people still have to reach for packages for is actually going to just come into our browsers and into, into platform. Our, our native JavaScript platform. Yeah, that's what I'm I'm hoping for. Thinking of, <laughs> you know, I'd like to see it. I like well, it.
2: I've been impressed by the pace of the front end, the the spec side of the front end world, because lots of times in these ecosystems, once a technology gets stable, and at this point, I think our web dev stuff is pretty. I, it's pretty, uh, mature, I guess. Mature is probably a better word that once it gets matured, they don't change very much, right? There's not a whole lot of C plus plus features being rolled out, (laughs) the the language changes, but it doesn't change very rapidly. But it seems like for our front end stuff, I mean, maybe it's because we run this podcast and we think about and see the news all the time, but it certainly seems like there's a pretty good steady stream of stuff still coming out.
0: It's been a great year. And you know, there's view transitions that came out this year. Mm-hmm. There's the you know, CSS upgrades that have come out this year. Yeah, it's been a great year for that. For that, yeah. it's
1: been it's just been a good year for front end development in general. I mean, there were all the CSS, like you just said, all the CSS upgrades that came out, subgrid and interoperability, and oh right, just, yeah, you know, all the browsers finally getting together to support has and is and and where and things like that. So. I'm just hoping for more of that. I hope people keep collaborating and browsers keep just adding new features in because it just makes our jobs that much more enjoyable and fun and, you know, cool to to, to do.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well, my prediction for the year is simplicity. Simplicity is going to rain in 2024. Yes. Yeah. I would, yeah. I think adding on to your point page that it, people are looking at that platform and saying, wow, you know, there's a lot going on here. There's a lot I can leverage. We're not leveraging it or, you know, it feels like react is, is papering over everything. We're not able to really use the the platform as much as we would like that kind of thing. So you're seeing the rise of stuff like HTMX and Astro and platforms that are you know, kind of going back, I you know, yeah, back to the platform, I guess, you know, like, you know, say, and I think that's very interesting. Like I, Yeah, and I think it's because of that kind of JS fatigue that people are feeling everything's
2: just gotten so complex. Mm -hmm. To me, this trend almost started with as the front end has gotten more complex. So there's React server components. There's server-side rendering. There's a lot of these tasks that we didn't used to have to worry about because they they just weren't a thing. (laughs) We Mm -hmm. couldn't use them. Um, But now that we can, it's easy to get just overwhelmed with this stuff yeah like you don't sometimes want to research the seven or eight different ways that this can be done and you just want the simple the one way, way to implement right or
1: how to, do to i do something. it <laughs> just show yeah. me how i should do it not give me five different options for how i could do it depending on my my use case
0: yeah and i think that not all frameworks are good in all circumstances like i've never really mm-hmm. thought of react as a great content framework, if I was going to go and build like a news site, you know, why would I use react for that react is for highly dynamic sites like Figma, you know, or Gmail or you know, not, I think, well, is written in that Gmail is not Gmail is on with Wix, I guess. But whatever, a very highly dynamic sites are fundamentally a different thing than an e commerce site or, a, or a content site. And so why use the same framework on both? Why? Yeah, you know, I, I get the feeling it, we're going to start getting the place where people are comfortable saying eh, we're not going to use react for that
2: you know we're mm-hmm. going to
0: use this other thing
2: for every person that there is listening to a podcast like this that likes to keep up with the latest and greatest there are armies of people that are just looking to do their job go about their day-to-day want something that's well documented and that will help them build stuff that solves problems for people but then go home and enjoy their lives
0: right, exactly so. go home play some you know whatever uh gate whatever and they just you know yeah hang with yeah. the kids Yeah,
1: it's, it's battle tested it's something that's been around for ages but it still works just as, as well as it did when it first came out that's yeah there's a lot to be said for that
2: so far i, I think astro is probably the biggest beneficiary so far of that trend yeah um, just because it's it's done quite well this year just market share usage And that'll probably continue. And maybe some of these other tools will help with that also. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: I think Astro is going to have a real good year next year. I I just don't know. Yeah, but I just don't know what what the roadmap is for Astro. It's kind of like Astro is going from this kind of weird little side project that most people weren't taking all that seriously. To something like you're like, hey, guys, you need to like actually tell us where are you going with this? Like, you know, because, because it's it's interesting and I want to be part of that, that rocket ship.
2: Yeah. I wonder like one of my other sort of mini predictions for this year is I wonder if all this VC money going into the front end world, I wonder if there's going to be a reality check for some of these companies. The, that Vercel seems to be doing decently well. Um, but yeah it's 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 also hard to know we have no yeah. numbers we have no internal way of knowing how well they're doing but there's also dino which raised 21 million dollars bun which raised seven <laughs> million dollars um astro i believe raised some money also although i don't know the specifics of their arrangement and the thing is when you invest that money usually investors want you to build something that makes money right. and I don't know if there's just enough of a market for that because most of these companies are going the hosting route for making mm. money. And that's yeah. just such a hard battle to fight because you're going to be competing with not only the, the Netlifies of the world, but just people who just want to run their stuff on AWS and Azure and which is always going to be cheaper and people, companies are already going to have accounts and stuff situated there. So I don't know. We'll see what happens there, but I'm, Uh, I could see a few of these companies, uh, just running into problems, running out of money, not finding a market.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's true. I don't know how Astro is staying afloat. I guess it, I think it's been sponsorships. I want to say.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, that's the thing. It's, it's one thing to have solid usage and Astro has clearly succeeded there. Yeah. Yeah. It's another thing to make money. Assuming that is a (laughs) a a goal? goal of theirs. Right. Yeah.
1: Right.
0: It usually is those nonprofit companies.
1: Eventually. All right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Exactly. Okay. Well, yeah, those are some fun predictions for 2024 and probably will be pretty right across the board, I'm guessing.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> we'll check back in next year and see how we did.
0: All right. Fantastic. So shall we talk about the things that are making us happy right Let's now? Okay, TJ, what's making you happy? Uh,
2: a coffee advent calendar from the brew uh, the Ooh. brew company is the name of them. I, I have it here right now. And it's basically, I mean, the name kind of says it all. It's an advent calendar of coffee. <laughs> and probably not a good fit for this year. This is probably coming out. Uh, a actually, too late. This, you know. this episode will be out on Christmas Day. So <laughs> not the greatest time to talk about an advent calendar. But for next year... <laughs> If you are looking for a gift, uh, and my wife's birthday is in November, so it's a good it's a good time to get something like this, and it's an advent calendar. It has 24 packages of coffee. And oh, just, so is it beans? It is beans. You can get it from, at least from them, you can, when you select it, you can get it in multiple different formats. You can get mm. it pre-ground. We just got the beans because we have a, a grinder. So just in the morning, we grind it up, have two cups of coffee, and it's... Been awesome. It's just a unique thing every day.
0: Very cool. All right. Very cool. Paige, are you a coffee fan?
1: I am a coffee fan, so I will definitely right. be checking this out for next year. <laughs> What's uh, your favorite my, thing now? My thing that is making me happy this week is a TV series that's on Apple TV. It's called The Morning Show. I don't know if oh, you Morning Show's yeah. so good. All right. Yeah. So it is, I guess it's kind of a parody of what is going on behind the scenes at the Today Show, Good Morning America, um, just kind of roll all of those into one, all the news organizations that are on national television. But it's a lot more about the drama behind the scenes of who gets to be like the the anchor for the evening news and who gets to be on the morning show and has to do the ridiculously early wake up calls and kind of the power struggles in between them. So Uh, Jennifer Aniston is one of the main characters. Reese Witherspoon is another one. Billy Crudup, who is a great actor, is another main character. And it's in its third season that just wrapped up recently. Uh, it, and it's just, it's really good because it's a lot of the inspiration for the show is from stuff that has happened in real life. Kind of the, the more scandalous or gossipy bits of, uh, stuff that's been going on in the real media. So
2: if you want to see... And in the real world.
0: Which season are you on?
1: Uh, Third season. Just finished. Right.
0: Right. So they got the kind of Elon Musk character in there. Yeah. Yeah. John
1: Hamm comes in for the third season. So if you want to see you know, different ways that it could have gone or that p- writers imagine it might have been. Uh, I would definitely encourage you to to check it out because the writing is great. The acting is great. It's a really inter- interesting premise um, and it's been a lot of fun to watch. It's one of those where you finish an episode and you just want to watch the next one immediately. Oh, my gosh. So.
0: Yes. <laughs> one thousand percent. Yeah. That's what it was yeah. like with. um. Oh, what is it? Uh, the Artful Dodger that. Yes. I mentioned. Oh my gosh. It got to the end of the episode. You're like, I don't want to sleep. I want to watch this thing some more. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's been a good one for me.
0: Well, I should say what's really making me happy this week is, is TJ's lighting stuff for the tree, which, you know, <laughs> has been awesome. That Very cool. I, I actually had to like take Oh, it was terrible. Like, we, we've done the entire tree. All the ornaments were on it. Like, oh, everything was done. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, but we got this cool thing. You know, so I ended up personally, like, taking all the stuff off, <laughs> putting all the lights on. But it's so worth it. It was really cool. So, yeah, we've got got the pictures of the tree or, or videos of the trees in the channel. So go and check those out for sure. Um What else? Oh, there was one more thing that was making me happy, though, this week. I, I'm i spacing on it, but yeah, it was, yeah, that's really fun. The only great thing about it actually is the the light thing, lighting stuff that you'll be able to reuse it. Like, you know, we, we, yeah, Halloween or if you're doing a, a YouTube channel or something like that and you want to have some <laughs> stuff in the, in the background, yep. you know, just a really cool lighting system to play around with. Yeah.
2: Awesome. It's got the Very whole cool. show's approval at this point now, right? Exactly.
1: Everybody has them. It's
2: true. <laughs> Heck yeah. Let's go.
0: Yeah. Very cool. Nice. All right. Well, uh, thank you for guys for coming around and we'll see you in the new year. Be sure to go and check out the blue collar coder YouTube channel. Plus the server we're always around to help uh, answer your questions. And you can tell us how we're doing on the, on these shows, give us some ideas. And In the meantime, we will see you next week.
2: Yeah. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Big time. Happy New Year. All those good
1: things. Christmas, Hanukkah, 2024.
0: There you go. Hey,
2: everybody. TJ here with a quick programming note. Uh, we are going to be out next week. So there will be no new episode on Monday, January 1st. We're taking a little bit of time off for the holidays, but we will be back in 2024. We'll have a new episode for you on the 8th and lots of cool stuff coming up this year. So we're looking forward to that. thinking
0: of.